Hi, welcome to Control Intelligence, a control design podcast that goes deep inside the automation and technology that machine builders and system integrators rely on to keep machines humming. I'm Mike Bassador, Editor-in-Chief of Control Design, and in this episode, I'm joined by Scott Somerville, President and CEO of Mitsubishi Electric Automation. We'll be talking about the relationship between digital transformation and sustainability. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. Thanks, Mike. Great to be with you. Digital transformation can enable sustainability even when done in an environmentally responsible way. Responsible digital transformation can be achieved through digital technologies that support resource efficiency, such as energy, water, raw materials, and reduced waste, or to support data-driven decisions that promotes this sustainability, to support remote access and collaboration, which reduces the need for travel and associated emissions, and to support supply chain transparency by identifying and eliminating practices that are harmful to the environment. It also supports the circular economy, leveraging artificial intelligence and the Internet of Things to reuse and recycle resources. Scott, sustainability is such a hot top business priority. Where does sustainability rank within your organization at Mitsubishi Electric? Well, thanks, Mike, for the question. You know, first of all, uh, you're absolutely right. It is becoming a top priority for really all organizations and a lot of our customers. And in fact, um, uh, we're hearing from CEOs and executives that this is, uh, you know, part of their criteria for making decisions on who to partner with, who to do business with, who to procure products and solutions from. So it's absolutely a key priority and it's evolving and becoming more of a priority. Um, It's a very high priority for Mitsubishi Electric as a corporation and also a a big priority for our business here in the Americas, which we call Mitsubishi Electric Automation Incorporated, MEAU. In fact, we have four strategic imperatives as part of our overall strategic plan, and one of those is sustainability. And we look at sustainability through two lenses. We look at it from a workforce perspective and from an environmental perspective. And of course, the two are related, uh, but it is absolutely a a key priority for us. And our strategic imperatives, all of them have a number of of initiatives that we're working on to actually tie execution to our strategy. So can you give a, a few examples of how Mitsubishi Electric Automation helps companies uh, to have their digital transformation cake and sustainability too, so to speak? Yeah, Mike, I think, um, you know, one of the things we do is we have state-of-the-art energy efficient, you know, products and technology Mm -hmm. for our customers to consume and to use, uh, particularly in the area of variable frequency drives, inverters, uh, really world-class efficiency levels there. Uh, We're also providing digital solutions to many of our customers to acquire data. And I think you alluded to this in the opening. Uh, You know, a a good use of data uh, to make good decisions can really impact environmental sustainability and efficiency and and so on. We're doing this in the water wastewater market, uh, renewable energy, you know, and just general manufacturing. So really across the board. You know, we talked for a long time about predictive analytics and being able to uh, 
understand when equipment's going to fail and, and so on, and being able to keep plants running and, and optimized is uh, obviously a way of, of making those factories more sustainable. Absolutely, you have to monitor it in order to be able to manage it, correct? Absolutely. So how do we move that needle and accelerate those types of green initiatives? I mean, what there's there's products available, there's the technology is there, but 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 what what do we do to get that implemented and to have that sort of impact? Well, I think uh, I think organizations have to first of all measure where they're at when it comes to uh, greenhouse gas emissions and sustainability and and so on and. As you probably know, there's it's it's very complicated. Uh, there's scope one, there's scope two, there's scope three emissions, and um, I, I'm a you know, and, and our company has uh, set a goal forward to be uh, carbon neutral by 2050 as a as a complete corporation around the globe. And the first thing is measurement. You know, measuring you know how you're doing. The U.S. government is is going to be a little bit more heavy-handed with this in the future, where the SEC is going to publish uh, from publicly traded companies their environmental sustainability uh, facts and figures, and so that investors can make investment decisions based on that. So, I think to answer your question, the first thing is companies have to understand what sustainability is, what what mm -hmm. impacts it, because it's not just <clears throat> within the four walls of your factory; it's also your supply chain. And uh, you've got to be able to uh, to measure that, and then um, I think implement you know technology that can really help. And going back to your prior question, uh, using data to make mm -hmm. data driven decisions, uh, to improve efficiency, to monitor operations, uh, those are all uh, parts of it. So I would say first understand what sustainability is, and then uh, be able to monitor and measure. Uh, and then using that information to uh, to really optimize. And I, you're you're right on point too with that with supply chain transparency that becomes more and more relevant as organizations just start looking further upstream to see well who who are we working with who are we partnering with and what is the impact that they're having on uh, on the environment as well. Yeah, that's that's very important. I I would say that um, I would encourage every company, every organization to take small steps first. You got to look at the big picture for sure, but don't let that inhibit you from, you know, taking small steps to do things. Uh, one of the things we've done is we are, instead of recycling uh, inbound corrugated cardboard, we are uh, reusing it. We're actually mm -hmm. shredding it and using it for our outbound dunnage. And we've actually eliminated the use of plastic. And wow. as you probably know, plastic is probably the worst material uh, because, first of all, it gets discarded. It's typically single use. It gets discarded, right. it gets in the environment, yeah. and it doesn't degrade. Mm -hmm. And it's actually has shown up in the human body, in the bloodstream. Right. And yep. that's uh, especially alarming, I would say. Mm -hmm. And so any ability to eliminate plastic drinking bottles, to eliminate plastic pellets and plastic bubble wrap from, uh, you know, the, the warehouse is is a big step forward. And I'm really proud of, of the team here for taking that in initiative and doing it. And we estimate that we're eliminating about 68,000 pounds of CO2 annually just by 
eliminating wow. that plastic material. Wow, that's impressive. Very impressive. So what about in terms of the in terms of the technologies themselves, what are some of those foundational technologies that that can be used to support sustainable sustainable development? Well, I think first and foremost, like I said, the ability to acquire data. So to to use software, digital a digital approach to acquire data to monitor, you know, a facility, for instance. Uh, a great example uh, from Mitsubishi Electric is our Sustier uh, facility mm. in uh, near Tokyo in yes. Kamakura, Japan. And uh, it's actually, uh, we've reduced energy consumption there 115%. Well, how can you do that? We're actually <laughs> creating some of the energy that we're we're consuming uh, through uh, solar. It's It's all solar powered. But more importantly, we're using artificial intelligence uh, through our digital platform to uh, really take weather conditions, uh, the people in the facility, uh, to you know optimize the facility to use as the least amount of energy as possible. It actually automates the blinds and the air conditioning uh, and and so on. We're also uh, the solar power, it's obviously DC power. So we're converting that to AC power. We're doing it very efficiently, but we also have a lot of equipment in the facility that runs on DC power. So how you mix and match technology to optimize, you know, energy efficiency is is extremely important. But I think that's a, and we're using obviously inverters, uh, variable frequency drives to run pumps and fans and and so on. Sure. Um, but I think that's a great example that Mitsubishi Electric is is using. Uh, to really demonstrate how technology can drive sustainability. And uh, in Japan, we are using that facility openly uh, from a consulting uh, perspective to help other companies to achieve what's called uh, ZEB, Zero Energy Buildings. Uh, right. And I think that's certainly the uh, the wave of the future. Absolutely. Yeah, very impressive facility. So switching kind of from the technology and the, the physical space to to the workforce, what what kind of role do you think digital natives will play in the greening of everything? And and what are you doing to reach out to that? I guess we'll call them Generation Z. You know, I'm really glad you asked that uh, question, Mike, because that is really important uh, to us uh, as an organization, because I believe sustainability has got to happen both environmentally, but also with the workforce. And you'll hear people talk about a sustainable workforce and you know, what they're talking about is, um, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, making sure you have a rich uh, employment experience for individuals. But to your point, um, you know, young people, the Gen Z are, when it comes to technology, they're natives, they're digital natives, as you yep. put it. And I think that's really important to understand. The other thing they are, they're concerned about sustainability more than you and I were when we were just coming out of school. Sure. And they want to work for organizations that have a good approach. Uh, they want to do something. They want to make an impact. And I think that's great for us because of all the technology we provide that can impact sustainability to have individuals come into our organization that have that desire uh, and can make an impact because of their schooling and and their motivation, I think, is is really important. So, we are uh, we've created a, a future workforce program. 
So we're actively going to universities and recruiting uh, young college graduates, um, and we are, you know, putting them through appropriate, you know, training programs and so on, and touching on sustainability and um, certainly uh, using that as a recruitment tool uh, to get uh, young people into our organization that can make a difference. Some great initiatives. So I do have one final question. I kind of want to, well, let you kind of put a bow on it, so to speak. I mean, how do you ensure that a digital transformation enables sustainability? I mean, they, they seem like two topics that, while they're not the same, but they are the same, they're related. So, so I mean, how do you make sure that one has the desired impact on the other? Yeah, it's really a great question. And I think, you know, a lot of companies, particularly in terms of digital transformation or, or moving into the digital world, they collect a lot of data. They don't necessarily know what to do with it. Right. And I think it's incumbent upon a company like ours because of our experience working with, you know, in the water wastewater field and uh, data centers where a lot of energy is consumed. In sure. fact, uh, you, you know, there's uh, studies that are saying that data centers will consume 20% of the energy in this country uh, in a very short period of time here. Absolutely. So it's incumbent upon us to really help customers to kind of understand what they can achieve with the data that they acquire and, and how they might use it. And uh, being that trusted advisor and consultant and, and help them to do that because so many um, companies are just starting out on the journey and they don't necessarily uh, know what they can do or how they can do it. And uh, as we all know, just acquiring data is not enough. You've got to be able to analyze that data and actually do something with it to optimize operations, which of course includes being more efficient. Uh, with uh, energy consumption and reducing uh, greenhouse gases and so on. So I think I think that's to me what I would say is um, just to do that, to really consult with customers, walk them through the journey and really help them see what it can be. Absolutely. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, too, with the not I mean, not just the amount of energy that the data centers are are currently using or predicted to be using, but with the advent of artificial intelligence, that is going to increase that exponentially just because of the amount of energy it takes to, I mean, it takes a hundred servers to run an AI program and those servers take energy to run mm -hmm. them. So that, that cost is just going to continue to escalate and yeah. Mitsubishi electric automation is going to be critical in terms of being able to monitor and then help to make better business decisions about how to use that energy, how to how to run that data center. Absolutely. It's uh, it's ironic, isn't it, that uh, AI is going to require more more data, more energy, <laughs> but it's also going to help reduce energy. Yes. Uh, by the things I was talking about earlier. Absolutely. In terms of kind of analyzing the environment and, and saying, OK, with these different conditions, what is the best and most optimal you know, way to uh, run the facility or the, the factory. Absolutely. Right. Yes, yes, 100%. Well, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, you've certainly identified some new directions regarding sustainability, and you've definitely given us some interesting ideas and examples of how digital transformation can have an important role in that. Appreciate having you here. 
Thanks, Mike. It was my pleasure. Thanks to our sponsor, Mitsubishi Electric Automation, and thanks to our listeners for joining us on Control Intelligence. If you'd enjoyed this episode of Control Intelligence, don't miss our other older episodes and subscribe to find new podcasts in the future. You can find our podcast library at controldesign.com, of course, or you can download all episodes by Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Thanks again, Scott. Thank you. Thank you.